It starts with our mission. Working together, Coppell Independent School District is committed to creating profound learning experiences for each child while nurturing meaningful relationships to positively impact our world. Excellence is happening all over in public education. What makes CISD stand out are the fundamental beliefs we value, great teaching, redefining success, collective engagement, and authentic relationships. Today, we will take a deeper look at one of these core values, and we'll talk with an individual who personifies a deep connection with the value. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Amanda Simpson, Director of Communications for Coppell ISD. Last fall, I spoke to CHS junior Emily Fischetti, who approached the district because she wanted to highlight Dyslexia Awareness Month. She is the personification of redefining success. Redefining Success says, we value each individual's contribution because success can be different for everyone. Here is part of our conversation. Well, I also just want to say I'm really proud of your, I call it with my daughter, Moxie, but for advocating for yourself and reaching out and wanting to share your story with us. I really love that. You know, Redefining Success is um, something, you know, we're trying to do here at COP LISD, and I just, I really want to share your story and show that what that value says, success can be different for everybody. So I'm going to stop yeah. talking for a little bit and let you talk and just tell me why you want to share your story and what that story is. Um, basically, my whole life, I was a perfectionist. I had really good grades. I was just that kid, the teacher's pet. I was just always, I loved people. And I was just always, I had always close relationships with my teachers, mm -hmm. but I kind of, I knew something. I never really, I knew something was up, but all my teachers always thought it was perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And in eighth grade on September 28th in 2018, I got very sick okay. and I was diagnosed with CMV and the adenovirus. And I was in liver failure with an mm -hmm. inflamed pancreas and spleen. Okay. Nobody knew why I got sick. And the doctor that saved my life, um, Roberto Rodriguez, he has two kids that go to the high school. He has one that graduated, Nora Rodriguez. She played for, um, she goes to, oh, I forget where she goes, but I know where she goes. Okay. And um, so I just, I got very sick and mm -hmm. they didn't think I was going to make it, but I did. And um, after a very long recovery, it was around eight months. Okay. I was diagnosed with dyslexia, dysgraphia, ADHD, anxiety, and depression. Okay. And a lady that changed, one of the ladies that changed my life is Lynn Cooper. She's over at Couple Middle School North, and I cannot even, I can't imagine my life without her. And they didn't want to test me, but Miss Cooper knew. She mm -hmm. could just tell that I was dyslexic. And so she tested me, and my mom fought for it. And it explained why I was so sick, because my whole life I was compensating with my schoolwork. Yeah. And... I was just struggling getting good grades and I was a smart one, but most people can study for a test in 30 minutes. It would take me three to four hours mm -hmm. and I would just compensate and compensate and everybody thought it was perfectionism, but it was because of my dyslexia. But and, you didn't know um, that you was, had it, right? I didn't know. I was okay. diagnosed in grade. So okay. I was the perfect child with good grades, the ultimate smart person. And I actually did one win the reading award for the highest reading award average in fifth grade. So I was the highest reader and wow. um, yes. So, and then I just, I would study, I would stress and I just, it wasn't good for me. 
And um, going to ninth grade, I was bullied for being dyslexic. Mm. I was put in the SPED program and I just, I had a group of friends and I didn't really tell them I was dyslexic. And then when I had to start going to CM and all these different things, I was bullied and I just, nobody understands unless you deal with it. So I've kind of come to have friends that are dyslexic and that know me for me. And um, a day on the daily, I see kids like me get bullied. I see children just not, nobody understands unless you deal with it. And a big part of my dyslexia is having teachers that don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's very hard for a dyslexic to think they don't belong because they already are different and they know they're different. And it's very hard for when we stand out and we dyslexics tend to be, I would say more, not like reserved, but they have more, I would say anxiety. They, they're more anxious. And most of my dyslexic friends have anxiety or they're just have ADHD or they're just, they don't want to tell people, they don't want them to know. And I'm very open about my dyslexia because I feel like I'm shaped because of it. And I cannot imagine my life without being dyslexic. And ever since I started going to church, I'm very involved in my church group. And one of my best friends told me, and I'll never forget this. She told me that a perfect person doesn't exist. And um, everybody at Capel High School, I feel like they have this philosophy to be perfect. And there's so many, it breaks my heart because there's so many kids that think that being dyslexic is something to be ashamed of. And dyslexics are the, some of the most smartest people and they have this most smartest IQs out of everyone. And nobody realizes that. They just think that dyslexia is a terrible thing and it's not. And I just, it gets so overlooked and it's just so sad. And I just, I cannot, I just, it's just very upsetting to me that nobody, nobody gets it unless you deal with it. And I just, and my freshman year, I had to take the MLI program and I actually did it through a year and Miss Pam, Pamela Yazback, she's one of my, I can't, I can't imagine my life without her. And she is just such an amazing lady and how she sees dyslexics and people like me for me. It's just, I can't explain to you how life-changing knowing her has been and just walking with her through my schoolwork and just knowing her just makes me feel so much better. And just knowing that she's out there to help other children like me, and she's just a life changer. And I cannot imagine my life without her in it. And knowing that she keeps doing her job every single day to make sure dyslexics feel welcome. It's just, she deserves so much more than she's given. And I cannot imagine not having her in Capella ISD. But um, something that I wish people knew is that dyslexics, people like me and a lot of kids in this bed program, they don't have a voice Mm -hmm. and they're scared to show their voice. And Mm -hmm. it's just very sad because there's so many things that people could do to help you, but they don't know, they don't really know how to advocate for themselves. And I'm just the special one that can advocate for myself, but some children just don't. I was raised that way, but I also wasn't always labeled as dyslexic. So it kind of, but I'm helping that's my goal in life my purpose is to advocate do you you think that 
because it sounds like you were a little bit late later than normal to be diagnosed with dyslexia. And so you see that because you were already in eighth grade had learned to advocate for yourself. And that makes you have a stronger voice than let's say somebody who's diagnosed in kindergarten, first or second grade. They don't know the other ways to do it. I think it is amazing that you are sharing this story. And um, I don't want to interrupt you because I know you've prepared something. And then if you haven't answered any of my questions, I will ask you some additional ones. So, but I just, I did want to say, just clarify that Thank point. You. Yeah. Well, you can ask me questions. I, that's kind of all I really. Okay. And I got your teachers too. So um, I kind of, you kind of said this, but you know, your favorite subject is math. What is your favorite part of your day? What do you look forward to every day? I do a lot of devotional things. So okay. that is a huge part of accepting who I am as a person and knowing that God made me a way and he gave me a purpose. And I just kind of, without, before I was diagnosed with dyslexia, I was very, I took so many things for granted and I didn't really, I didn't realize how special I really was as a person. And looking around me and seeing so many people that like are stressing about so many little tiny things mm -hmm. after losing, almost losing my life. I just look through, look at life through a different lens and I don't stress about the small things that kind of, I just kind of like my grades are my grades. And I actually have had the highest grades I've probably ever had not stressing over them. Yeah. And I just can't, like, I don't, I don't study. I really don't. Cause I can't, I just work hard. I just, I just work hard for it and I just study when I need to, but I don't overstudy and I don't stress about it. And it's kind of really changed my life. And I just, I hope that people like me will start to understand that your grades don't define you. Mm -hmm. And one day your grades aren't, your grades don't matter for, they're just, they don't, they don't define you. And it's just yeah. somebody the other day asked me, are you going to study for the pre-SAT? And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to because I could stress and stress and stress and struggle and struggle and struggle studying for the pre-SAT. And I wouldn't matter if I went and did it. I, would, I wouldn't remember the stuff. I, it's worse for me to study. And nobody, dyslexics are, we just see the world differently. We just don't, so many of my dyslexic friends, they just don't, they're so, they're too kind. We're just very kind centered yeah. people. And like, they just, people will stomp all over you for that. And we just don't really, we don't have a filter. We just don't, we just see life through a different lens. Yeah. And well, just, yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Yeah. So, you know, I have two kids, uh, my daughter and uh, he's in ninth grade and my son is in uh, fourth. And I'll never forget, like, you know, you go to middle school and that's when the grades start to matter and you get like a 70 on a test or below a 70, you have to make it up. And I remember the first time that happened to her, it happened to be around like the middle school curriculum night or something. And I saw her teacher and I was like, yeah, you know, Audrey didn't make a 70 on that test. She's coming tomorrow to take it. And the teacher stopped me and she said, you know, your daughter, I can put her with any group and she gets along with everybody. She is just so kind. And I made a point to go home and tell her, I said, that's not a test you can study for is being kind. And when you get out in the real world, people will hire the person who can work with anybody over a smart jerk any day. So, you know, that's, that's an important life skill. And I think you're right to say that there is a ton of pressure to be perfect and have these good grades. And, 
and that there's there's more to life to that. And what we do here at the district is we try to call that redefining success, which leads me to my next question. How do you define success? What what do you feel makes you successful? Um. So before I got sick, I would have told you that for me, success was defined by good grades and being the best and always having the top score in everything I did. But now I can tell you that success for me is going to school every day and knowing that I did my best and I could help and change somebody's day more than I changed mine. And I just helping others defines my success and making somebody smile. If I can make somebody smile, that makes my day. And it's this Dyslexia Awareness Month, Learning Different Month. It's just so important to me as a person because it's so important to show people that aren't like me that it affects us and how they treat us affects a person. And just, we are regular people. We just learn differently. We learn through a different lens. And my mom, I could not imagine life without her because she has fought for me since day one. I, she knew something was up and putting me in the hospital sick, just kind of clicked that for her. And it's just, I will remember her looking at me when I was so sick and getting my blood drawn and getting an IV. And I was just, I had bloodshot eyes and I was yellow and it was so bad. And I will never forget that moment because that's the moment that I realized that I didn't have to be perfect. And I realized that it's okay to be different. Just, it's okay to be different. It's okay to fail. And I just, going in classes with regular people, they think it's the worst thing to get a 65 on a test, but who cares? Yeah. Like the life, you choose your life. And I just, I choose to live my life to the fullest and not worry about all the tiny little things that I could do better. Cause it's not going to matter in a year and a half when I graduate. So do you know where you want to go to college yet? My family's from New York. So I'm yeah. actually looking at Messiah university. Uh, you're wearing that today. There. So I'm yeah. looking to commit in the next six, seven months. What do you want, uh, when I say community, I mean the COP LISD community to know about students who have dyslexia? I just, I want people to know that just because I'm dyslexic doesn't define who I am. My work ethic and my passion to love others and my passion to work hard at what I do in, my, in the classroom, that's what defines me as a person. Not my grades, not how I speak, not if I can spell, just who I am as a person isn't defined by any of that. And we are so overlooked by that DUI, however many letter word that yeah. is, we are so overlooked by it. And it's just so sad when I walk up to somebody and they're like, why can't you spell? I'm dyslexic. And they just automatically label me with being dyslexic. And I just, I hope people will understand that being dyslexic doesn't change who I still put my pants on the same way. And it's just being dyslexic is a gift and it's a superpower. And I just, we, we have a passion to get our dyslexia to them and to show them that we can do anything we put our mind to. And we're not going to stop till we get that. And I hope my story will show other people that are dyslexic, that they can do anything they put their mind to because I shouldn't be here. And I am, and to help others and to go to college on a scholarship that is my dream. And I just am going, I'm going to do that. And it's not, 
I can or I can't, I am going to do that. And that's my goal. And my goal in life, my ultimate goal is to leave everyone with a smile. That's what I live by every day. If I can leave the person I speak to with a smile, then I've done my job for the day. And it just helps me to know who I really am as a person. I want to make sure I thank Miss Yazbak. Okay. Miss Pamela Yazbak. She works at West. Okay. Miss Lean Cooper. She okay. works at North. My mom, my dad. That's really, that's really all I have. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you, Emily, for sharing your story with us. To learn more, please visit our website at coppellisd.com slash we value. Tune in next time as we continue to show our core values in action.